Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City. And I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. This episode of Keep Them Coming is going to feel a little bit more like a news report (laughs) than it's going to feel like just two people having a conversation. On Thursday, August 19th, the internet started rumbling with rumors that OnlyFans, due to MasterCard's demands, would be dropping adult content. By Saturday, OnlyFans tweeted, quote, Dear sex workers, the OnlyFans community would not be what it is today without you. The policy change was necessary to secure banking and payment services to support you. We are working around the clock to come up with solutions. Hashtag sex work is work. Well, I responded on my Twitter. You're right. Hashtag sex work is work. Maybe that's what you should have said to at MasterCard. Everyone from the New York Times to Bloomberg and CNN covered this story, laying blame mostly on MasterCard and payment processors, talking about how even as OnlyFans exploded because of adult content during the pandemic, they struggled to find funding. Clarification also came over the weekend that nudity will be allowed, but sexually explicit content won't. But as I found out in this interview with Alana Evans, an adult performer and president of the Adult Performance Artists Guild, the union representing a wide variety of entertainers and content creators, it's deeper than the banks. It's also about PACs and ultra-conservative lobbying groups who lump porn in with sex trafficking. In this interview, she talks about a couple of pieces of legislation that you may not be familiar with. So, I've got some links in the show notes or clarification, so please feel free to check that. Or, of course, shoot me an email if you have any questions. It's Kristen at OpenTheDoorsCoaching.com. Let's hear from Alana about what the fuck is going on with OnlyFans. My name is Alana Evans. I'm the president of the Adult Performance Artists Guild. We are a union that represents adult performers, content creators, phone sex operators. Uh, We're working to organize some legal full-service sex workers that are at brothels. And we're also talking to not safe for work artists to talk to them about organizing. So we basically represent a good majority of workers that are involved in some sort of legal sex trade business. Very good. And again, Thursday was when we started hearing some things were going to be changing with OnlyFans. And what I have read is this is all semi from MasterCard. Um, and some of the user agreements that the big banks like that are doing and the oversight. So can you give me a little bit more detail about what it was about the oversight MasterCard was asking for that created such a problem for OnlyFans and made them make this decision? So we had anti-porn organizations, NCOSI, NCOSC, they're the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, put pressure on MasterCard and other credit card processors like Visa 
uh, in the name of child trafficking that they alleged were happening through the different platforms. Of course, it started with Pornhub. Once they felt they got a win there, they moved down onto OnlyFans, where with OnlyFans, we don't have proven statistics. We don't have actual figures or validated numbers that allege that this type of stuff was going on. You had a couple of news stories that put out information based on what they got from these anti-porn groups. So that put a ton of pressure on MasterCard. MasterCard buckled under that pressure. And instead of implementing rules that we already follow, which is called the 2257. It's federal regulations that we follow in the adult industry to establish that the performers in the content are of age or were of age when the content was created because it mm -hmm. also you know, deals with content that's several years old. Mm -hmm. MasterCard and not wanting to deal with the PR uh, drama that they were, you know, dealing with from Nikosi buckled and created a more stringent set of rules that reach outside of the government regulations by including consentless, which isn't something that is technically mandated. And so once MasterCard said that they were going to put these rules out, we knew this in April, and we waited to see how companies like OnlyFans were going to perceive these rules and how it affected them because, you know, MasterCard is putting the onus back onto OnlyFans, mm -hmm. saying that all they're asking for is age compliance, 2257 compliance, and consentless. My organization has actually been providing OnlyFans creators with the 2257 paperwork for the last, I would say, almost two years. Mm -hmm. uh, OnlyFans will send their creators to our website to download the forms if any of their content had been called into question. So with MasterCard's changes of wanting a system that can be verified at any time through, uh, you know, the platforms such as OnlyFans, they wanted transparency reports to see how many reports of CSAM they took in, how many were uh, investigated and found to be actual CSAM. So MasterCard wanted transparency in ways that OnlyFans wasn't necessarily already delivering, yet so many other companies in the adult industry already do. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Pornhub has a system for us to upload these documents to prove that we're of age. So for us, as the union, we were seeing this as a very lazy move on OnlyFans' part create the system where we can provide the documents that we have and then we don't have this problem. So we're looking at more as uh, instead of them really just keeping true to they want to sell the business mm. and they want to make money um, and just blaming MasterCard as if asking for age requirement is um, something we don't do or we wouldn't be able to adhere to is absurd because as a producer i have a whole filing cabinet full of paperwork and ids to establish that everyone that i've ever filmed with is an adult 
as creators, we're already ready to do this. And so we feel it's something that, you know, if OnlyFans wanted to fix it, they could. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So your stance is that this isn't necessarily something that, while it's not something that's in the law, this is MasterCard's policy, but there's ways that OnlyFans really could fulfill the things that MasterCard's asking for if they want to. In that way, in gotcha. that way. Now, on the other hand, we, when I say we, my union, myself, my vice president, uh, Ruby, my secretary, Kelly Pierce, we met with MasterCard on June 30th um, because at that time when they announced their changes, we knew how it was going to affect a lot of our past content. Um, the biggest thing that MasterCard is asking for that is different is a consent list. And it is regulation for the age it's, and, and model releases, so we already have that. But asking for a consent list isn't something that was required. It's not required by law. We watched Nikosi try to get this consent list requirement implemented into law. It was introduced by the name of SISI, the Stop Internet Sexual Exploitation Act. That was announced right after Pornhub uh, just last year in December. And even the legislators recognized that the law they were trying to put in place by forcing consent lists would push all of our old content and make it so we couldn't use it anymore because I don't have a consent list. And so thousands upon thousands of dollars that we've spent creating our own brands with this content, we wouldn't have been able to use moving forward had that law been put into place, which it didn't. And so when it wasn't, we see the anti-porn groups now pressuring MasterCard to create this ruling because they couldn't get it in a law. And they couldn't get it because they recognized it went above and beyond and would have brought harm to our creators. So here, MasterCard makes the decision all by themselves. When we met with MasterCard, we described to them that it would make our content from the past obsolete. It would wipe off creators who were no longer alive because they can't go back and get consent lists from people and things that were shot in the past. It would cause all of their content to be removed. MasterCard said to us that that wasn't their intention, that they just wanted to guarantee that the content that was available to its customers was legal and that people were of age. And it seemed that they really heard us at that time and we warned them this would happen, yet here we are. OnlyFans is implementing their own you know, decision of what they think MasterCard's rules means without actually trying to implement changes that could fix it. Interesting. I'm so glad that I reached out to you to find out more <laughs> about the backend stuff. And I'm glad, one, that MasterCard was willing to meet with you all and have those conversations, but again, does not sound like they hated any of your warnings. <laughs> right. And what they did was they put the onus on their customers, which are technically the banks mm-hmm. and the, you know, billing providers. And they acted as if everyone understood that that's what this meant. And it wasn't going to be a big deal. And here we are not even two months later after that meeting. And I'm looking at performers losing everything that they've worked for. Um, OnlyFans upload system when it comes to content uh, makes it so you cannot download your material. 
So if performers didn't store their content anywhere else, what they have on OnlyFans, they're looking at potentially losing forever uh, without working with companies they'll have to pay to help them migrate that data. And so it is so frustrating for my workers in so many different ways right now. That is pretty tragic, actually. I did not realize that. I mean, I know that there's probably plenty of videos that they put up on there that they had saved, they produced, they edited, and they've got a version. But how many quick picks or, I mean, what do you do about live streams that you say, I don't know, there's so many things that they could have put up. And that is work. That is time. That is their brand. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for totally like getting that because some people don't understand. And, you know, a lot of the bitter men that are floating around the internet talking about now how, oh, all those OnlyFans girls are going to have to get real jobs. They don't understand the marketing, the work, the technical knowledge you actually have in order to do something like this successfully. You have to know how to film. You have to know how to edit, which is one of the most difficult things. And then as you had mentioned, going through the page and having to upload all of that content individually, we now have to go through and delete it individually by November 31st is the permanent cutoff date that all of that, you know, stuff has to be taken down. I am an OnlyFans creator. I'm going to lose probably all of my content. I don't think anything on there is, you know, not containing sexual conduct. So it's, it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, I mean, I've, I've been watching a few things out there, of course, seeing the OnlyFans statement, basically thanking the adult community and trying to clarify that it's more about, it's not just adult content, that it's sexually explicit content. But I also just went back and watched an ABC News 2020 special that aired in February of this year. Yeah. And did you watch that? Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Oh, I figured, of course, you did. Yeah, but, they put their stuff on Hulu. <laughs> yes. So, and I'm sure because of everything that's going up, Hulu is like, algorithm, let's put this in front of everyone. Um, yeah. But I wanted to read you this quote that I pulled from that. Of course, they did not have anyone from OnlyFans on the 2020 special, but they replied by email. Let's see here. OnlyFans has never tried to dismiss our community in the adult industry. OnlyFans has and always will welcome all, uh, all content creators. OnlyFans has always been a safe place for all content creators and the only social platform inclusive of adult and glamour model creators. What do you have to say in response to that? So the part that they left out of that statement that they normally say is that they will continue relationships with uh, policy following creators. And so that's how we would actually tell our workers, that's the language right there they're going to use to dump you. The policy is going to change and we're going to be, you know, pushed out in that way over new policies being created. Um, It's really cute that they're basically saying, thank you for making us rich, but you know, 
it's not us, it's you, and we're going to have to break up now, is basically what's happening in, in that oh-so-eloquent language that mm-hmm. they put up. And that's part of the problem performers are having. They want it to be just given to them straight. Stop with the foofy garbage explanations, the mansplaining, if you will, because you know it's our workers that made them so incredibly wealthy they made them a household name and they think that you know just like tumblr did and just as patreon did and switching over to uh this business model where in reality the content that made the bridge isn't welcome anymore so no you're not inviting to all of your creators because at, at some point you know, when you read the terms of service now and the changes, it really makes it seem as if solo masturbation um, is something that can be deemed as explicit. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have an app that's basically a naughty version of Instagram where we can get naked and that's it. But if it's deemed sexual content, you know, at, at what point are they going to draw the line and say, no, that picture is too dirty? Um, someone made it as a comparison between, uh, Playboy and Hustler, mm-hmm. where Playboy is the erotic, beautiful version where Hustler would give you pink. Hustler would give you the more naughty side and, and more of the, you know, graphic visual. And I'm expecting to see only fans go on the Playboy side mm-hmm. of things. And that's not what their customers have paid for it's not what they signed up for. It's not what they want. So I think the writing is going to be on the wall come January when we really see what the first month of subs looked like after all of, you know, the adult material is removed. I was going to say, I mean, I made a TikTok just saying, you know, only fans. Did you really think this through? And referring to what happened with Tumblr, having having had over a billion dollar valuation and then being sold quietly for $3 million? Uh, I, I guess part of me is just not understanding why MasterCard, OnlyFans, Tumblr, any of these people are listening to these organizations because one, they're not showing up with facts. There's nothing that shows that FOSTA and SESTA have done anything to stop internet sex trafficking. In fact, they've made it much more dangerous for people, especially sex workers. Absolutely. And they pushed all of that type of trafficking underground. So even the, you know, uh, FBI, the police, the state organizations that are involved are not able to show that it actually resulted in arrest for them where it's just happening in places you're not going to find it. And it's not on Pornhub, you know, mm-hmm. it's not on OnlyFans. Those are consensual workers. Yes. When they talk about the statistics, we look at Facebook and Instagram that have been actually reported to the organizations that watchdog this more than 4 million for each one each year of actual pieces of CSAM, the child sex abuse material. Um, Yeah, you go over to Pornhub, they had 118. I think that was the number. I might be off a couple, but it was literally less than 200 cases. Yet they lost their processing. 
there, you know, we still haven't gotten it back on Pornhub. We're still not able to monetize as consensual workers. Model Hub is still being affected by it. Yet, nothing's happening to Facebook. Nothing's mm -hmm. happening to Instagram. You have groups of um, these horrific people that actually work to exploit children in these means and they're so far behind they don't even know the lingo so they're so blinded by what they're seeing in the press because Nikosi and Exodus Cry and Layla McElwade have billions of dollars behind them mm, it's mm -hmm. easy for them to push their agenda out for everyone to see and to hear but it's groups like us that get silenced because we don't have that type of money. We don't have the ability to run billboards. I saw more roadside billboards driving through Miss Minnesota and Wisconsin in the name of child trafficking than I've ever seen anywhere because that's where their money is going because it's it, it's great for donations. Absolutely. You know, none of us, yeah, none of us want to see children put in that. Majority of sex workers in one way, shape, or form have been a victim of some sort of sexual abuse. There, there is a high contingency there. And mm -hmm. so we find our way into sex work because for me, it was taking back my sexuality. It was taking back my freedoms. It was taking back my control. And I could support my family. What they're doing is causing us to go totally backwards. I have models that are crying that they're going to be pushed back into full service sex work, that uh, they're afraid of how they're going to be able to care for their families. But at the same time, if you want to claim that there's a trafficking problem and you want that trafficking money from the government, you need those trafficking statistics to go up. And so it's it's feeding this circle that will keep more money in their pockets, in the anti-trafficking group's pockets. And if you watch their language, it starts with, you know, it's all about the children. But now, now it's big porn, it's unions and their profits, it's we can't even have consent for ourselves because sex workers can't consent. So now we're getting to the root of what their message is, anti-porn and anti-sex. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for the performers that are scrambling and trying to find new platforms, obviously the last thing people want is to move to someplace else and have the same thing happen. So what are you all recommending to performers as far as you know, like what platforms are stepping up? What are the things performers need to consider before they migrate their content? You know, all that stuff. It's definitely a lot of hurdles in front of them because performers are looking for a safe space to go to right now, right now. They got to go right now <laughs> when we need them to take a breath, slow down for a minute. It's not happening right now. I need them to do some research because we have platforms popping up right now that didn't exist before Thursday. And mm. those people are dangerous only because they are a reactionary business. And we need to make sure that one, they're absolutely a real business and not just trying to get performer identification mm -hmm. because for us, 
to get a job, I have to walk in with my IDs in hand, you know, right out of the gate. And so that's the first concern that it's not just a fishing ploy. Yeah. Um, the other big issues that we're making vocal is they need to be able to afford the fight. Because if you're a new platform and you think you're going to step into the shoes of OnlyFans, that means you got Nikosi right on your tail. You need to be able to fight the legal fight. You need to be prepared for um, the mass amount of server space because you're going to have potentially hundreds of thousands of people acclimating to your you know, server and your platform right mm-hmm. now. We've had platforms crashing that are saw that. already established platforms that were not prepared for the mad rush that they were going to see. Yeah. When the news cycle is so quick like this and everyone's just like, let me do the research. Let me look at this. Okay, this one looks good. Boom. Yeah. And everyone's got a, these are our top five, you know, websites. Well, do you even know who owns those websites? Do you know that that guy that owns this platform actually owns this business over here? And do you really want to go work for that guy? Because we've seen some shady stuff. And do you know that this platform is actually owned by these people who may have had a hand in what's happening in OnlyFans right now? So there's all those little things that Mm -hmm. newer performers have no idea because they don't know the history of where these companies came from in the first place. And imagine going to a platform to put all your content there and all your work there that might actually be owned by the people that did this to you in the first place. I definitely am not giving any of those people my business. And it's not something that I can just say publicly, oh, hey, this company owns this one because it's so secret and hidden in layers of filing and paperwork that at that point you put yourself in harm's way by doing that, but you still want to be able to notify your community of where the sharks are hiding. Yes, absolutely. Because big money goes after people. Absolutely. They really do. And I kind of wondered if some of these sites were sort of like a lot of the dating apps where you think you're on another dating app, but really it's just something rebranded. They're all owned by the same company. Absolutely. And we also know that source codes are being sold for OnlyFans style uh, website makeups. And, you know, if if newer webmasters or people coming into this industry are lazy and they don't change some of the dynamics within those source codes and other people know the access to it, they can hack right into their site. And there goes not only all of your data and your information, but all your content too. So it's just such a mess right now. Gotcha. But I'm thankful. Our performers, you know, they know that as the union, we are talking to people all week long. Like I said, I've had six meetings today. Some were, of course, with press. Many were with company owners to see what it is that they're doing to protect themselves before we tell our members, okay, go join this one. Simply Mm -hmm. because, you know, when the union says, hey, we have faith in this company, you guys can go there, it's safe. I need to know for myself and my heart that that is absolutely solid because I don't want this to happen in my community again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think the best thing that people can do right now is join the union. Yes. Follow you on social media. So how do people get a hold of you? 
So our website is APAG, A-P-A-G, union.com. And it's the same for Twitter. If you search APAG union, you'll get us everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. Um, Twitter is probably our biggest social media page just because of the uh, access that we have to yes. our members and our workers. Mm -hmm. But on our website, all kinds of information, uh, education programs, if you're new to the industry, verification programs. So there's there's a lot of great information there. Wonderful. And your Twitter handle is Alana Evans triple X, right? Yes. Okay, yes. perfect. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for talking with me. It was an absolute pleasure. And I, I learned a lot and I feel like I can go out and be a better advocate. And I feel like I have a much better understanding of what we've got going on here. So I'll be happy to report that. on it. And again, as a certified sex coach, I don't care. I give myself away in my columns of like, I'm so sex positive and like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Science. So we need um, more people like you because sex is healthy and it is positive. Yes. And you know, people have to understand we're under attack. Like it was 1984 and you know, the era of Reagan when they really started a massive war on porn then by the religious entities, it's exactly what we're seeing now. But when you yes. look into those religious entities, you see that it's not just sex that they hate. It's not just porn that they hate. They're anti-gay, they're anti-expression. So there's so many ways that we're all connected in this space. And I think it's also why so many people have stepped up to defend us at this time. And it's amazing. We're so thankful for the world speaking out for us. Yeah, 100%. I have been clamoring about it for several days on my Twitter and my other socials. So I'm looking forward to just making sure to keep the conversation going about this because this is really, really important. Thank you so much. All right. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you again you for your well. time. All right. I will let you get back with, to your day because I'm sure you've got a lot on your plate. So <laughs> you know it. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. I don't often give commentary at the end of an episode, but I thought that there was some things that uh, needed some context. So. Nicosi, that she was referring to, is the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. And that is an organization that has been running a lot of money towards these efforts. Nicosi was the one who basically shut down FetLife and Pornhub, being able to take direct payments. Neither of them at this point can accept credit cards. Pornhub only takes bank transfer or cryptocurrency since December of 2020. And it's been a few years now since FetLife could accept any uh, credit cards. The June 2021 GAO, which is the Government Accountability Office report on sex trafficking, online platforms, and federal prosecutions, which was presented to Congress, showed that since FOSTA and SESTA have been in existence since 2018, only 11 cases have been filed under FOSTA. The GAO report also said, quote, Gathering tips and evidence to investigate and prosecute those who control or use online platforms has become more difficult due to relocation of platforms overseas, their use of complex systems, and increased use of social media platforms. A couple of other things that she mentioned, CSAM, which is the Child Sex Abuse Material, that is simply uh, something that notes that different websites are, basically it's, it outlines what is uh, child sex abuse material 
so that they can then lay out prosecutions. She also talked about a consent list, 2257 paperwork. And she also talked about a piece of legislation called SISI that did not pass. That was the Stop Internet Sexual Exploitation Act. So if she was rolling through those kind of fast, you didn't catch those, that's, uh, that's a wrap on that. So you know what that stuff is. Also, it just really got me thinking. I mean, she talked about how you can follow her organization and things, but I'm going to tell you what I think you should do. Here's how you can get out there and be an activist, support your local sex workers, but also support free speech and help end censorship. I'm going to keep this brief. I'm not going to tell you like big details. I'm just going to say overall, here's the things I think you need to do. You need to follow people. You need to share their shit. You need to listen to their podcasts or their interviews. You need to donate to organizations. You need to lobby your elected officials. You need to choose where you spend your dollar and join the sex workers union. I hope you found this episode informational and educational and somewhat infuriating. It's funny how as one group cries about their civil liberties, they're very plainly making sure that they take them away from other people. So frustrating times we live in, y'all. But that's why I'm here to bring you all this information so you know what the fuck's going on and you can stay informed. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.